Hello. What? What? Welcome to episode 119, 117, 117. Close. That's probably the closest I've ever been to episode guessing. To be honest. Did you just say that? No. I put my coffee down and it jumped out. It's obviously something to do with John's ghosts. Fucking haunted corner. Yeah. They're oh. still, um, you know, they've got their website if you want to go onto it to Wensbury. Uh, uh, Wensbury Paranormal. Yeah, yeah, Wensbury Paranormal. Go and check them out. and Get uh, them out you on know. Twitter as well. I've got they, to do all that. The sound lads, I mean, well, you can tell if you listen to the episode a couple, you know, weeks ago that you can hear they're not like blatantly like, oh, yes, you know, this, what was that noise? You know, like, you know, like these ghost paranormal people. They're just fucking, you know, normal lads. Um, trying to figure out if there is something there, and having a beer along the way. Yeah, yeah, and they, you know, they want to do these um, um, tours, which is always good. I bet they do them, don't they? The yeah. walks around, yeah. Yeah, I think they, I think they're just starting doing that, aren't they, or something? Yeah, that's what I'm, they were saying. But yeah, you know, go check them out, speak to them, man. Yeah, man, reach out. Is that coffee tastes alright here. It's a bit salty. Other than the the dishwasher salt, so right. they quite like it. It's like it's like an aftertaste. Yeah, <laughs> why why do you like the salt? I don't know, I think it's because I'm addicted to salt. I mean, I could pour, like, half a gallon of salt on stuff, I can. Do they measure salt in gallons? Well, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I only ask because the milk... Does the milk taste all right? I don't know. Hang on. Hang on. It's, um... Four days past its use-by date. It right but the thing me. is, it's semi-skim milk, and you can get away with semi-skim, I think, forever. Forever? Full fat milk goes off pretty quick, doesn't it? You reckon forever you could get away with it? No, not ever. But at least four days. If you kept filtering it out, you could. Filtering what out? The uh, bad, the... Uh, yeah, the badness. The ba- yeah, yeah, the... Uh, and keep the goodness. The, ba- the bacteria. It'd keep getting smaller and smaller. But you, in theory, you could. You could just turn it into cheese, mate. Yeah, you just make cheese. Yeah. Semi-skinned cheese. <laughs> no, no, you've got to go full-fat cheese. <laughs> I can't I, I can't get enough cheese. Belensley Dow. Belensley Dow, yeah. <laughs> can't beat a bit of cheese, can you? Well, Belen- I can't, because I hate it, really. Yeah. I'm a bit weird. What about Keith Flint, mate? Jesus. Well, he done it because he wanted to. I mean, bad. He shouldn't have done it. I mean, you know, mental health is probably a main cause to that. You know what I mean? It's. I don't know how he's done it yet, but he's, his band member said that he killed himself, didn't they? So it's, it's probably... What the fuck? What are you doing? Knocking a Buddha over. Knocking a Buddha over. Right, okay. Um, yeah, but he, he kind of, um, kind of, well, they were saying there was interviews before and a few years ago saying when I'm, when I want to go, I'll just do it anyway. Yeah, he did an FHM, um, interview and that's what he said. He goes, I'm not going to hang around. He said, when I think I've got nothing left to But this is different. Yeah, but this is different though, because it said when I'm shitting my pants, I'll be first on the bus. He ain't shitting his pants, he's 49. Mm. So I I think, well, he apparently split with his bird or something, didn't they? Um, and the house went for sale. And he probably went started shooting up again, and then bad things, <laughs> bad things came into his head, and he probably thought, "Fuck it, I'm off." Did he? Was he? Did he ever use heroin? I don't, I don't know. I just done that as an example. <laughs> just put a hand gesture of putting a needle in your arm, just in case you want to know what I was doing. Yeah. But yeah, I think he's more of a pillar, wasn't he? Liked his pills. Probably more than likely. He was. So I think he got into um, pingers. I think he, he was. He, d- he smoked weed and did coke, and he was onto. Um, he was actually onto. Um, Medical, um, what do you call it? Just normal medical pills. What, like... Bra- like p- painkiller things? Yeah, medication. It wasn't like illegal stuff. He just got addicted to like... Oh, you're joking. No, no, no. He got addicted that to... That fucking... That like fucking opium-based, opiate-based... He's got addicted fucking to... Fucking that shit kills everyone. Yeah, he just got, just got addicted to all that shit, didn't he? And, uh, um, but then um, his wife apparently helped him. This is what I was reading into it. 
and um, got him off and then he split with his wife and his house was up for sale and he probably just thought, fuck it. It's them pills, man. They kill every fucker, don't they? Crazy. Anyway, yeah. shout anyway. out corner. <laughs> fire, fire starter. Goodbye. Rest in peace, my friend. Yeah, peace out. I saw them prodigy once years ago. Yeah. Wicked. Yeah, he spat me. Water. So sorry, you ch- I would have got up and chinned him. <laughs> I was miles away. What was fucking what? To be fair, it was quite a, a power spit. It was a, it was a good... Well, it's downhill as well, though, isn't it? So, like I can say, it's a good 12 foot. And yeah. he, it was water. He was just drinking water, spinning in the audience. And I was like, yeah, it's like a facial. Oh, fucking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keith on the project of facial. Yeah, man. Oh. Uh, Petter Cooper. Um, she um, is a, a race test driver. Christiana Barton. Um, Christiana Barton. I didn't expect that for a second name. I've got to say, Christiana. <laughs> yeah. I was expecting like something really like a like Brazilian or something. But, um, <laughs> Christiana Barton. Um, hmm. I'm going to say she works at the council, <laughs> making swimming pools. Like a swimming pool. A yes. Swimming pool. Really precise. Okay. Dave Riddler. Dave Riddler. Well, he, he's clearly like a Dale boy. Yeah, he is, isn't he, man? Yeah, he's a, he's a Dell boy. He he just sells, like, fucking carpets and, like, bug roll. Like, <laughs> yeah. changes every week. It could be anything. You know, yeah. you turn up at your stand, rubbing your hands together, going, so what we got today, Dave? And he got just goes... Fucking dry shampoo yeah. for you. And I've got two double-ended dildos <laughs> and whatnot. Yeah, he's one of those. Uh, Chance Bliss Dinny. Chance Bliss Dinny? Yeah, Chance. Is that... I think... He's got to be an explorer, a boat explorer. Is that a female? Or is chance? Is that male or female? I don't know. It's, it's I'm, go, I'm going for no. like I'm going for like a, a 1600 boat explorer. Okay, yeah, like a like a yeah, like Cook or what his name is. A map a map writer. Yeah, just he just explores. Ross Lang. Ross Lang. Um, he's um. Ross Lang. I'm gonna say he he works in a studio, like music studio. Like, he's like a DJ who wants to be a DJ, but he's not. He's a producer. He's one of those guys, yeah, I work here, but I'm also a DJ. And you go, I don't think you are, mate, are you really? You just work there and you just let people rent out rooms, don't you? Phoebe Eden. Phoebe Eden. Um, she works in a coffee shop. Phoebe Eden. Coffee shop. Sounds like right. Barista. Oh, right, yeah, sound. That's yeah. what I'm going for. Not Ma- just a coffee shop, but like as in, like, just a general person. A bar- Hi, proper I'm barista. Yeah. yeah. Proper, like, like the um, qualifications and everything, so you're good. Matt Salisbury. Matt Salisbury. Um, <sighs> Novichok decontaminator, I reckon. Novichok. <laughs> I like it. Go with that. Uh, Matthew De Aguirre. Matthew De Aguirre. De Aguirre. Um, De Aguirre. I'm going to say he's a bowls champion. Bowls is fucking weird. Do you mean bowling or like bowls? You bowls, know, where they roll old school bowls. They're fucking brilliant, they are. There's one of them beyond the pub. But, uh, they're really long, aren't they? Like, yeah. the way they what, they bowl? Yeah. I know. It's, they've got it. If it was like two yards, you just go, got it? It's like um, like curling, but on grass. Yeah, but it's, it's quite cool. I, I've got to say, I probably wouldn't do that. Um, I probably would when I'm older, but not now. If someone went, do you fancy a game of bowls? i go, no, I'll watch it, but <laughs> I can't be asked to play it. Like, you know, the pub is literally behind yeah. here. Yeah, the pub is there. Right in the UK, right? If you're not from the UK, usually when there where's a bowl where there is a bowls green, there's a pub actually on the bowls green most it's, likely. It, it pretty much is. Yeah, it is. It's the back garden basically. Imagine your house, your back garden <laughs> is the bowls and the and your house is the pub. <laughs> that is it. And that's what it's like in the UK. So really when someone goes, Do you want to go and play a bit of bowls or watch bowls? What they usually are saying is, uh, do you fancy getting pissed? Because yeah. no one wants to watch bowls. Everything's disguised no one, as no, an activity, no, but really it's just drinking. No one wants to watch bowls unless you're like 85, really. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, you gotta you got to do it. You can't watch it. It's not like a spectator yeah. sport. You've got to. I know I just said that I'd rather watch plastered. it, but 
Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, maybe I'll go out there one Saturday. No, I, th- I think if you're plastered watching it, mate, I think you'd fall asleep in about four minutes. You'd, just be, you'd probably end up being chucked out because you'd be going, this is fucking shit or something, right? This is boring. Come on, come on, you cunts, roll better or whatever. <laughs> or uh, you'd just pass out because you'd be in your own sick probably somewhere. Stevie J. Douglas. He He's um Stevie J. Douglas. He's a hip-hop artist from the 80s. Sound. Daryl Michael Quinn. Michael Quinn? <laughs> <laughs> Did we have on. a Quim last week? Hang on a second. Is this the same fella? Have I given you a double? No, I don't think it. I don't think I have. Didn't we do this before when we thought it was two people? Maybe we did with Ferguson. Remember? And I said yeah. maybe it's the. Uh, I'm trying to remember what what Quim Quinn, Quinn, Quinn was. Was he a porn star? I think I he think was a kind of. Maybe, maybe he's a stunt double for the other Quinn. Quim. Vadovanera. Vadovanera sounds like um, s- some sort of hair product. <laughs> <laughs> Donna Bowden. Donna Bowden. Um, she, uh, Donna Bowden, she, she, um, oh, that's, that's a tricky one, actually. Donna Bowden. I reckon she's I, re- the... I reckon she's a TV presenter. Donna Bowden, reporting for CN News, or yeah, something like that. Yeah, or Place in the Sun. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, do- yeah, Place in the Sun, something like that, yeah. Julianne Marie Danielle. Um, Julianne Marie Danielle. Um, she sounds like, hmm. She sounds like a, um, <clears throat> a, a course... Course fishing English champion. Okay, okay, I'll go with that. Well, but certain certain type of fish, like a bream champion. Yeah, she's like a match that. fisherman fisherman champion. Yeah. Right, okay. Dan Adams. Dan Adams. He um he's a long distance runner. Yeah, man. Hopefully, if you are any of them, let us know. One day we'll get it right. Yeah, we'll probably will. It'll be probably the most random thing. Like like he's a monkey fiddler or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, I am. Thus concludes the shout out corner. Ah. Nice shout um, I think I think I've covered everything I need to cover there. So if you want to get at us, get at us. Yeah, it's just robots for eyes uh, at uh, gmail.com. Yeah. If you want to email us, um, type it in on Google, robots for eyes, and come up with Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that shit. If you want to give us money on Patreon, please do. If you want to buy a t shirt, something at t mail or something. Yeah, buy a fucking t shirt, yeah, something robots, something t mail dot slash. I've got, I'm going to change that soon, though. I'm going to change that. So it's just easier for everyone because it's a bit of a weird that one, isn't it? But yeah, yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Let's get on with it then. Yeah, man. Let's do this. been a while, man. Back to the murders. Ooh, ooh. It's been a good month, I think, hasn't it? Well, we finished, what was it, end of January, and I don't think we've done one in between that, have we? So it's been... Other than the, other than the, ash, the ashes of evil. Yeah. The sniperoos. That's kind of like um, a different one, though, isn't it? Because that was obviously um, like special guest one. Yeah, it was an array of murders. Yeah, yeah. It's like a, like a crazy-ass like Austra- Australia versus UK shit. Yeah. It's cool, man. But the, oh, did, uh, did we know? Did we don't have a clue who won. No one won. Nah. Is it a draw? Complete draw. No, we won. Fuck them. Yeah, we won. We won. We battered you, lads. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, though, man, that destruction daisy hanging up that little kid. Yeah, yeah. That was a bit. Uh, I think that was the curveball that it was, bowled yeah. us out. We thought we 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 played a trump card, thinking it was going to win, and that was a Savile one. Yeah. But that, and then when you go into the detail on that one, it's uh, pretty pretty brutal. <sighs> yeah, Jimmy, fucking, you need to do some worse shit. You need to up your game. You can't do it. 
I don't know, man. It'd be interesting. I'm quite happy for them to win. I well, so, something interesting is uh, BBC, aren't they, tonight? Um, Michael Jackson being a paedophile. Um, <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah, well, Michael Jackson <laughs> being a paedophile. <laughs> no, no. But um, it's a, <laughs> following a couple of victims or something, and apparently uh, it's really, um, really bad. Uh, um, and and obviously some people are defending it, saying it's all bollocks. Um, apart, funny enough, people of the family um, of Michael Jackson, and then because they might be money grabbing and all this, which could be true. Yeah, definitely. But um, of course, I think um, what they were saying on the radio because it hasn't been played yet, but it's tonight and tomorrow apparently. Uh, BBC, you know, we're giving you a shout out here. So <laughs> BBC. You, you, I'm expecting your uh, ratings to jump by tenfold tonight because <laughs> yeah, yeah. of this. But um, an hour and a half each apparently, and um, it's. Uh, it's two different. I think it's two different victims, but the stories are kind of the same. And like that's a bit. Mm, yeah, fish you know hooks. I mean? yeah, yeah. yeah, Luigi actually said do an episode on Michael Jackson, so um, probably will do at one point. Yeah, maybe I'll watch that. Yeah, I think we should. Yeah, we'll, we'll watch it, and that'll probably change your <laughs> mind, though. And he'll be like, he's a pedo. So this guy, Mark Richard Hobson, who we're going to have a look at today, mm-hmm. we mentioned him on the Ashes of Evil, okay, um, episode with the Sniperoos, and. It was like, I don't know, a couple of paragraphs that I jotted down about what he did. And I was like, you're, you're next. Next you're murder. Episode. You're, yeah, don't become an episode, but you've become one. Yeah, you've become one. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's killed four people. Mm-hmm. He killed his girlfriend, yeah. her twin sister, and an elderly couple. Okay. So he's, he's not a serial killer, though. He's a spree killer. Okay, so he done it, did he do it on, like, a, too quickly? Over like a week or something. Or but pretty much, yeah. He killed his second victim one week after the first. Yeah. And then he killed his third and his fourth victims within 24 hours of the second. So I think it was like eight days. Coming to an end there, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. You know, you kill two people in, in like, you know, 24 hours. You're kind of, kind of putting your, a gun to your head, aren't you? So yeah, man. I, th- I reckon the, the, the serial killer glory days are gone. The need forensics needs to just go, you know what? No, We're not going to do any they're fucking... Not, <laughs> no, they're not gone. They just, they just need to up their game. True, but in what way though? But well, they just need to be forensicless. So in other words, like turn up with like a the whole Manchester like forensic suit. You know what I mean? Like fucking. So you got no evidence left, and I don't know. Just put mirrors on you, so when the cameras <laughs> cameras see you, it reflects everything. I don't know. Any old shit, man. Yeah, your name would be the Mirror Man. The Mirror Man, yeah. Look at look at the machine. <laughs> it's a relatively unknown case. I mean, it was massive at the time, the old Hobson case. But um, it, I think it, I don't remember it at all. And it faded quite quickly, as far okay. as I could tell. Uh, it could be because what he did was so so horrific. They didn't want to say it. Mm. Yeah, they didn't want to sort of cloud the news. He's like, let's fucking not talk about that. It's interesting, actually, because when you know when they talk about these serial killers, and then they, they don't tend to talk about what they've done to them, do they? Yeah. Now, I know sometimes it depends on the time, it's too obviously, brutal. and all that. But it also, is that to stop people doing it? Because or scaring people. Because, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean, scaring people or making people do it because people go, oh, do you know, I want to do that to someone. People are like that, they're weird, man. Yeah, of course they are. What about um, Colin Ireland? He said, I wanted to become a serial killer exactly. just to see if I could do it and get away with it. It's, it's usually like a couple of months down the line, it says what happened to them. Yeah. It's never really straight away. I know they've got to investigate. But when someone's had the head calf, you know, you like, like, you know, got cock, their own cock in the mouth or something, you go, "Wow, well, this ain't foul. This is foul play." Sorry, no, this ain't foul play. This looks perfectly this normal. Is normal. This is just a normal uh, procedure here. Cause of death, natural. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean. All the sort of, you know, um, evidence pops out then, doesn't it? Yeah. And then people go, "Oh, yeah, that's good." Yeah, they just need to. Or say, they, go, they just say serial killer, and then they don't really go into it. That's why I mean, that's why I like doing these things. I don't like doing them, but they're. 
They're fucking enlightening. I say enlightening. Is that the right word? Yeah, it is actually. Yeah. Well, to what people really like. It's an eye opener, isn't it? To yeah. what? Yeah. You don't know what's going on behind cl- closed doors. One of his murders, because obviously it was four. <coughs> one of his murders was uh, sexually orientated and cannibalistic, uh, and in the others he just showed like mad brutality. And and in a lot of ways, as you, as we'll go through this, you'll see similarities between uh, Mark, uh, Hobson and uh, Joanne Dennehy. Mm-hmm. The cases are very All right. Okay. Yeah, he start his early life was fucking great. Done well, parents yeah. doing well. Yeah, he, yeah, exactly. He's, and he just seemed to go off the rails when he started drinking and taking drugs. So nice. I think that with a combination of that and mental health, just proper. I mean, it's like a time bomb, isn't it? Well, they try and say, right, I don't think this is true, that people who do drugs, it's usually because of their mental health. You know no, what I mean? Not but not when they start and stuff. I don't think that's true. Well, people do drugs because they want to do drugs yeah. and they enjoy doing it. They're not hurting anyone. There is some, obviously, cases where it's mental health and they just go, fuck it, because they just say yes or they don't give a fuck about anything. But I think I don't think that's fully true. Right. Well, you know, like, this, we're getting, like, there's a bit of a, a bit of a knife crime epidemic. People seem to be getting stabbed left, right and centre in England at the moment. Ban all knives. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and um, they did this thing on the news and they showed police going through cars and they were, like, stopping and searching and they were getting lads out and they were, like, taking knives off them and they were showing, look, we've just got all these knives off these and this and this marijuana as well. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. Don't fucking tarnish that with the old stabbing brush. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not a good... <laughs> it's, well, it's true, though. They just go, it, must, it makes you think either a drug dealer or he's going to on drugs, which means he's going to stab someone. It's and an association of the two. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. And it's, you know, they might be next with people who've got it, but it doesn't mean it's linked to it. Not at all. So, mm, yeah, man. yeah. But it needs sorting, that does. There's yeah. been a lot of stabbings. It's getting a bit nuts, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, around us, there's been quite a few, isn't there, in yeah. the past sort of year? Maybe we should just legalise guns so we can start shooting each other instead. I think so. And grenades. Yeah, grenades are a bit more. Because then when you're you know, scared and you have a group of people, you can just drop one off. <laughs> and run. And then you just go, there's no one left to yeah. be scared of anymore. You just like put them in bins, like with the lid, and like put it on the pin so when they lift the bin, up, boom! Well, the, shit like that happens, doesn't it? Uh, I don't know if it happens much in the UK, but there's, you know, the <laughs> nail bombs and shit. Oh, which, yeah, yeah, yeah. People like put them in cans and shit, don't yeah. they? So when someone like, goes, watch this, lads, I'm going to boot this one to go, boom! Yeah. It exploded to like 18 pieces. <laughs> Fucking hell, I didn't expect that. It's a pressurised can of pop, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So Hobson, he was born on the 2nd of September 1969 in uh, Wakefield, Yorkshire. Yorkshire, lad, Yorkshire. Uh, his childhood was sound. He lived with his parents, Peter and Sandra, and two ch- and two sisters, Melanie and Leslie. Loving, stable family. No signs of physical or mental abuse anywhere. See okay, what I mean? Okay. His dad didn't drink. He was a sporty fella. He worked as a coal miner mm-hmm. and eventually became a manager of a, a colliery, I believe. A colliery? 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 Fuck knows. Whatever. You know what I mean? Head of the coal man. Yeah. He was, he was, <laughs> That's what I'm going to call it. He was head coal man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he was a fit, tough guy by all accounts. Mum had a job. I think she was a machinist. They, b- they both earned reasonable money. They weren't like killing it. You know what I mean? But yeah. Not living in a stable mansion. and happy and uh, happy relationship. Well, your father wasn't abusing the kids as far as we know. Nothing. No. Nothing so. at all. Okay. He went to school, obviously. He went to Heathview Primary School in Wakefield and then Stainer High School in Selby. Again. Totally sound. His teacher said he was a normal lad, very quiet, friendly. Actually called him sweet and innocent, which Mm -hmm. is, I don't know, mate. They might just be saying that after the fact. But he was so well-behaved and average that they literally didn't even remember him. They were like, who is he? Oh, oh." do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And that that kind of, that sort of shows how unremarkable and average he was. Because if he was like 
going around school being a wanker, like a bully, yeah, yeah. just battering people. They'd go, I remember him. He was or, kicking or the, the fo- or the weirdo in the corner going biscuits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Going, remember that kid who used to say <laughs> biscuits? Yeah. He's been on a murdering rampage. Yeah, yeah. Or conversely, yeah, if yeah. he was brilliant at all yeah, subjects, yeah. like really clever, you go Yorkshire hell, yeah. Einstein. Yeah, yeah. Then they'd remember him, but he was just just a normal fucking lad. So his family's cool. Mm-hmm. His school's cool. We had friends. Just a normal, easygoing lad. Nothing happened in his teenage years, as far as I could I could see. No head injuries. No one got raped. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just it does sound like he's done a dinner here. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's just gone mad on the old drugs and gone fuck it. I think that's what psychologists call it now. It's in the textbooks. Ah, he's done a dinner here. He's done a dinner here. Yeah. So uh, in 1991, when he was 22, he moved in with a lady called Kay Ramsey, and they knew each other from school. She was actually his childhood sweetheart. Um, and they got married in 1993. Okay. And they had one child together, a daughter. And Kay, his his, uh, his new wife, had two children from a previous relationship. Okay. He took them in with open arms, mm-hmm. like like their own, like his own. He was looking after them. You know, just a top bloke. His wife and daughter and his family said he was fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Perfect fella. Do anything for us. Just a totally, totally sound guy. Sounds like me. Yes, well, no joking. (laughs) (laughs) But it just makes it like even more disturbing when you consider as we get into it. Yeah, 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 and it's like, wow, man, it's, you know, if he can do that, then fucking anyone can, really. Yeah, yeah. I've always said, I think I've said on a few episodes before, I think anyone can do a murder. No matter who you are, I think you can. I think it it depends on how, how much you're forced or how much you're. Well, life becomes um, nothing in a way, mm. and you just go fuck it. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's something in your brain which just goes serial killer button. I reckon <laughs> everyone's got one in there. Yeah, and it's you know some people are like going out on it, going ready to serial kill. That's what I'm going to call it. It's ready to serial kill. Engaged and some people circuit. just yeah yeah. And then some people just you know they wait for something crazy to happen or you know. Where they get something bad happens to them or something bad happens to their family. It's and a combination go, of everything, maybe. Yeah, and they just go. Now it's time to press that button. And then they go, right then. Fucking murder rampage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he provided for his family. He had loads of jobs, different jobs. He worked at the Drax Power Station. I think that's in Selby. He, uh, he was also a landscape gardener. He was a doorman. And he was a bin man, which is a fucking important job. People look down their noses at bin men. Yeah. They really yeah. fucking do. Yeah. And if them lads don't turn up to work and move your rubbish from the bottom of your drive, you're fucked. Yeah, it's true. You are literally fucked. Do you know what I mean? Strikes show how important they are. Because when they don't turn Everyone, up... No one respects them, though, do they? they well, I do. I'm not yeah, fucking... Yeah. But like, everyone gets lads. pissed off, don't they? Because they've got a massive wagon, which they obviously need, because they're picking up like like 16 streets worth of fucking shit. It's not going to be like the size of a fucking Mini Cooper, is it? <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Make the bottom of my drive. Yeah, yeah. And then, because people... Because they have to stop. People get pissed off because they can't get around them straight away. And you're like, well, they're doing the fucking job. Just let them get on mate, with it, man. Yeah. Just let them do it, man. Yeah. But things started to change for Hobson when he started properly boozing and taking drugs. I think, like I said, as far as I could tell, this has started in his early to mid-twenties. I don't know why he started doing what he did, boozing, hardcore boozing, and like taking proper drugs. I think it might have been family care, like pressures from his family. He's got his own child to look after. He's got... Um, Another two uh, that aren't his own, which he's taken in. He's got his wife. He's obviously got financial outgoings. And before that, he was just a happy-go-lucky, let's just do whatever we want lad. And now that's been not taken away from him. His priorities have changed. His responsibility is with him. I don't know. It could have been light escapism. But whatever the reason, drinking drugs affected his personality massively. Yeah. Made him become... I can't. Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, unpredictable, violent, controlling... 
paranoid and manipulative. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you s- everybody everybody's got to f- know somebody that's a bit of a liability and get Larry when they when they're drunk. Don't they? Well, yeah, I, you know, they sound when they're not drunk, but then you go, I'd rather not go out with him because I know what will happen after about three pints. He'll go over to someone and say something for no reason whatsoever, yeah. just yeah. because maybe. They were talking to their mates and they laughed and looked over at the in his direction. Might not have been about him at all. Yeah. It's the type of person who go up to him and go, what well, the fuck are you laughing at? Or that's what people said about Hobson. They said he was sound when he wasn't drunk, but the problem is he was pissed all the fucking time. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. The first reported indications of sort of, you know, bad shit occurring was when he worked as a, uh, a butcher's assistant. Apparently, uh, the butcher, a man called Vincent Flavel, Cool he, name. He sounds like a Simpsons character, doesn't he? he does. Yeah, yeah, he w- works in the power plant. <laughs> yeah. He came into the shop to find Hobson round the back with a customer having like a blazing row. And apparently, Hobson had pinned this bloke against a uh, a fridge and held was got a knife against his throat. And the, and the butcher was like, what the fuck? Calm down, mate. He had to talk him down. Vacant stare in his mm-hmm. eyes. You know what I mean? Well, that's not normal. Everyone's had rows with people. But yeah, yeah. But you, you don't have someone at night... Uh, Knife point around the throat. No. Use an axe instead. Yeah. <laughs> we shoot him in the face. <laughs> you know, just feed him poison on the sly. Vacant look in his eyes, the butcher said. Vacant look. So like he wasn't there, yeah. And that's sort of a lot A lot of people that f- through researching this said the same thing that, you know, there was sort of, when he'd go skits, it was just fucking blank. His body wasn't, his eyes weren't sort of uh, fitting what his body was doing. You'd expect to be fucking, ah, you know what I mean? Darting around, staring at everything, but they're just fucking dead. Dead! Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird that though, isn't it? Because I don't know what is if he's been to court, I obviously he has, but what I mean is, is he dead or is he alive or what? I don't know. But anyway, it, they try and f- throw that up, don't they, as well? Like, oh, I just woke up in the mist and all that. But um, because he's got that vacant look, he's, it kind of makes it sound like he has, but that... To me, that sorry, it doesn't matter. I know you may not have known that you've done it, but if you it doesn't mean you can go, okay, you're free. Because what's going to happen is you're going to wake up in the mist and there'll be another six people dead. Well, that's probably one of the. I mean, this is all coming from from the booze. That's yeah. where this sort of mist was coming from. Like friends said, he'd, he'd hit the pubs immediately after work and stay there the whole night, leaving at closing time. But he did that. Every single day of the week, he got barred from loads of local boozers for, you know, drunken brawling and, and smashing shit up, just being like a rowdy prick, basically. And he was taking a lot of drugs as well, mm-hmm. uh, not just in the evenings, like all day throughout the working day, whenever okay. he could. He'd be taking uh, whatever, man. Um, then at the pub, he was, he was constantly taking drugs at the pub and then passing out in the evenings and sleeping it off. And then as soon as he woke up, he'd start again. Okay. Fucking sounds, man. He went, f- he went full Aussie Osborne by yeah, the sounds didn't of care, it. didn't care, did he? He's just like, fuck it, I'm on it. Yeah. But the thing is, he had three children and, and a wife. Uh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That ain't going to end in a good place, is it? No. He ended up on antidepressants, I suspect. I mean, he was, that's just uppers and downers. He's taking loads of mad drugs. He's taking. He's, he's on the fucking piss all the time. Yeah. It's sort of a result of that. Uh, you know, it's more chemicals to fuck up his mind. It makes you think, though, doesn't it? You know, if he's been to the doctors and all that... Um, what is it? Is it to do with him actually being depressed, or is it a case of just drugs? More like just try and calm him down. I'm taking this because I'm trying to calm myself down. It's probably withdrawal symptoms. Like if he's not fucking getting high for a day, he, and then he gets all moody and screamy and shouty and thinks he's depressed, goes to the doctors and give him pills. But really, it's because he's he's fucking he been on off the his tits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's fine. I mean, we're not talking like things like weed here. Like he was. 
proper into cocaine. He was injecting heroin, mm-hmm. smoking weed. So he's taking uppers and downers. Yeah, and he's yeah. drinking as well, and antidepressants. He actually blamed the murders on, on the drugs when he was in prison. Well, it's always a classic yeah, type yeah, of thing, yeah. isn't it? Try and blame it on, some, blame it on something, someone or something else. Yeah. It's like, nah, sorry, mate, don't work like that. You can even blame it on your own brain and you still get get away with it sometimes. You go, you go well, you need to go to a mental home instead then. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You blame it on your own brain. You did it. Doesn't, mm. Not everybody's fucking stabbing fools up when they're no. pissed up. So. It, doesn't, it doesn't matter if you can't control it or not. If, you, if you're doing don't it... Don't drink then. If, you do, if you're doing it, you need to go to prison because what's going to yeah, happen man. is what's going to happen is you're going to kill more people. Definitely. Even if, you, even if you like it or not, you will. You know what I mean? So You're unpredictable. Yeah. You're Larry. You're one of them fucking fellas that we will keep half an eye on in the pub. Yeah, all the time. Drinking. Yeah, you go, oh, fucking hell. Should we go to another pub? That cunt's <laughs> coming. Yeah, I know. It's I know, that's horrible, isn't it? Mm. But unsurprisingly, his relationship with his wife was becoming increasingly strained. I mean, he's he's she's at home looking after three children and he's stumbling in at midnight out of his tiny mind and then he just batter her. You know what well, I mean? That's, yeah, that's uh, a good reason to to want to leave, I'd say. <laughs> she didn't actually leave. The relationship lasted from, they got mar- well, they got together in 91, married in 93, and he walked out on New Year's Eve in 1999. Oh, he, he walked out on her? Yeah, I think he was working as a doorman. Uh, yeah, he walked away. Fucking um, hell, he was working as a fucking doorman. <laughs> yeah, off his tits, probably. Yeah, yeah. His wife, Kay, said there was nobody else involved. He just didn't want married life any anymore. Just wanted to tap out. Going on, she, she said it was uh, it was bizarre. I couldn't believe it. He t- he turned to the pot. <laughs> I love right, that. Okay. He turned to the pot and he was drinking heavily. Uh, he didn't drink when he first got married with me, but now he's getting out of his face. Well, maybe it's your fault, Bab. Do you, do you, do you, <laughs> maybe do you, you're nagging him too. Yeah, much. Do, do you ask him to do too much? Do you uh, you know when he does something? Do you, do you moan at him for not doing it your way? <laughs> you know what I mean? That type of thing. You know what I mean? Do you push it? Do you know that you're uh, causing some shit and you go, right, I'm going to you know, say something else just to really push him? Maybe, mate. Maybe. But you just pushed the wrong person with this one. Yeah. Maniac. He's just becoming incredibly unpredictable and scary. He's like, that's what she was saying. He mm-hmm. was changing. He was changing. And on several occasions, he tried to patch up the relationship with Kay. Probably for financial reasons, because he left. I mean, he did it on the spur of the moment. He had nowhere to go. I mean, he got his job, he hadn't got anywhere to live, he's mm-hmm. a fucking pisshead. But she didn't, so he's probably, he just wants somewhere to live, a roof over his head. But Kay, quite rightly, didn't want him anywhere near the children. Yeah. She could see sense. he was dangerous. Yeah, yeah. So she got some smarts, don't let that come back in your life. Mm. Once he's gone. If he's out on the piss every night till 12, comes home and gives you a beating. Yeah. Uh, what are you doing? You know what I mean? you got to get out. She said one of the reasons why she was reluctant to get back with him was because he was drinking heavily and and driving all the time. So he was like pissed Didn't up. Didn't give a fuck, yeah. And she couldn't trust him picking up the kids. He was oh like, yeah. something's going something's gonna to happen here. You That's know what the I mean? only reason though. Yeah, yeah. I would have just said, because you're a fucking lunatic. Because you're drinking <laughs> all the time. So without her, Mark Hobson's life went downhill rapidly. Because he's like one of, those, one of those pricks who acts like the big man, but can't look after themselves. You know, like... Constantly asking if they can borrow a five or can I borrow a twenty p? Have you got twenty p for a fag? I'll buy I'll buy a cigarette off you and you're yeah. like the fucking sh- piss off your dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then little fucking no hope. The ones who walk over to you, you got a fag or you got a quid? You can lend me. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. know. <laughs> I have, have plenty of pounds, but I'm not lending you. I love it when they say, "Have you got a spare fag?" And it's, when we say fag, America, we don't mean have you got a spare a spare homosexual. We mean have you got a spare cigarette? Yeah. Like, they asked for a spare, and you're like, no, this pack of 20 that had 20 in, there wasn't 21 in here, I so might there make, is no spare. I might make a Go fa- fuck yourself. I might make a, just say a fag contract then, but <laughs> cigarette contract is what I should say. 
So when I get asked that, I'll go, um, yeah, sure, I've just got this contract. And it's like, just read through it. So make it like 20 pages long. And then we go, you know, two weeks to give this cigarette back. Otherwise, <laughs> there's an interest rate of this. And then, then yeah. there's this and that. And then, you know, I'll come around and kill you. <laughs> <laughs> here you go, sign here. Like, yeah, what yeah. the fuck? <laughs> yeah. It's, so it's, it's family, actually. And then, and then when, when you do that, you go, you go out to someone over in the distance, you go, <laughs> and they'd be like, what? <laughs> Keep your eye on him. But because because he was like sort of on his ass a little bit, his his relatives wanted to wanted to help, um, but they they turned their back on any sort of olive branch they were offering out to him when he showed his true colours because he stole his sister's engagement ring after he asked actually his mo- he asked his mom said look can I borrow some money and she was like nah so he nicked his sister's engagement ring and he pawned it for twenty five quid that he spent on lager, I mean what. A f- Unbelievable. Well, how much was the engagement cost? More than you know? 25 fucking quid. Where did you get it from? Fucking 26. Top Man or something. Argos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what was that? Ernest Jones? Uh, <laughs> what was it called, though? <laughs> Ernest Jones was another jewelry place, wasn't it? Argos. There was a certain range, wasn't there, that yeah. everyone... What was it called? I buy no Argos engagement ring. If your boyfriend proposed to you with a, a ring from Argos, walk away. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Put a bit more thought into it, lad. But yeah, nicking your sister's engagement ring, that warrants a family fucking visit. Do you know what I mean? Someone yeah. needs to go around and have a word with you because you're going off the rails at this yeah, point. Yeah, and either have a word or try and help sort out his problem as well. Well, what they did is they prosecuted him. They actually took him, they reported him to the police. To, mm-hmm. I think that was an effort to help, to try and really shake him up and go, look, man, you're nicking off your fucking family. Smack, smack, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He got 50 hours community service for theft off his own family. Uh, and you'd think he'd fix up and look sharp, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But he didn't. He just went straight back to boozing and fighting. He'd lost loads of weight, and he was hanging around with proper Dodge Viper people. Joanne Dennehy again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, it's very similar, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It really is. But there was a massive chance to stop the horrific shit he did, but unfortunately, it was missed. And he, they always fucking are, aren't they? You know what I mean? In these, mm-hmm. a lot of these cases, you always go, oh, this happened back then, and they could have stopped it. You're like, fuck. The thing is, though, if you do that to everyone, you and everyone will be in prison. Not for this, you wouldn't. I mean, okay. well, you yeah, should be, yeah, but yeah. Yeah. you should be in prison for what they yeah, fucking yeah, do. Yeah. On the 22nd of March 2002, he, um, he stabbed his mate in broad daylight in the town centre, like with loads of people around. The lad he stabbed was a, a fellow called Will Brace, and apparently he saw Mark Hobson on the other side of the road mm-hmm. with his ex-girlfriend. Right. And he, I think he went over to... It sounds like he's going to give him some beef for being with his ex or whatever, but... He didn't manage to get a word out because as soon as he crossed over, Hobson, he was clearly smashed, clearly smashed out of his mind, saw him coming, got a knife out of his fucking pocket, which he'd taken from work, and just fucking just stabbed him in the chest, just went ding, shanked him. No nonsense. He's... That's like a, a complete flight, uh, fight or flight yeah, yeah. thing, wasn't it? Yeah, completely. Just fucking off he goes. It right, he's gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Carry on. Well, it's, it's, it doesn't, I mean, it's very, very strange because obviously he fell to the floor and then Hobson stabbed him, I think, another five times in his stomach and his arms. Old grannies were standing around with the fucking market day shopping. You know what I mean? Yeah, but we know what old grannies are like. They're probably going to go, can you just be quiet, please? <laughs> yeah. You're making too much noise. Are you going to wipe that ketchup up? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um... He loved it. Hobson did. He, he actually really re- relished what he was doing to this. I mean, that's you know that's the first signs. Because uh, obviously, Will's on, lying on the floor. Initially, he was panicking like fuck, and then he started to lose a lot of blood. And mm. you know, he thought he was going to die, mm-hmm. and he and he very nearly did. He was in a critical condition. One of his lungs that collapsed had to be reinflated so he could breathe. He had massive blood loss. But it's so fucking crazy. Mark Hobson was actually the person that called the police. 
Oh, he, right, okay. He rang them up and he said, I've just tried to kill somebody. That's just fucking... You know he, what I mean? He didn't go to prison for it, did he? Well, Will Brace was taken to hospital and Hobson was obviously arrested there and then on the spot mm-hmm. and taken down to the police station, but the police didn't even lock him up. He was released after being charged, was at home the very same day. What? He, a court date was set up and... Uh, like People get pissed to go to stay in prison overnight. Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? Even if they haven't done anything, if they just can't walk straight on the road. I know. It's fucking mental, mate. He went on the run for nine months because he knew he was going to court. and I, He must have thought he was going to get fucking super hardcore done. He was like, see ya, and he just fucking went AWOL. Obviously, he was um, re-arrested mm. nine months later. Uh, taken to court and he was convicted with intent to cause grievous bodily harm. Intent, he did. Exactly, yeah, yeah. But for some reason, he didn't get sent to prison, even though he just stabbed a fool. Good work. The court said, now get this, he's not a threat to society and they sentenced him to 100 hours community service. For stabbing his, nearly killing someone. Yeah. That should be attempted murder, surely. Absolutely, especially when he rang them and he said, I've just tried to kill someone. Deal with it. You know Phone what I mean? down, yeah. It's fucking... It's attempted murder, surely. Fucking stupid people. Imagine the rage that the families of the, the victims, these poor victims, when they when this came out on, on his court trial for murder. The, the problem is, by this point, right, this is how I see it. I'm probably completely wrong, right? Him, he, um, his mate and his mate's ex-girlfriend, probably all sort of trampy, scummy, horrible <laughs> cunts. Do you know what I mean? That no Maybe. one really cares about. I don't know. You know what I mean? It should have been locked up clearly. Human life is human life. Yeah, but, you know. You broke a contract with society, mate. Yeah. Stabbing someone. Exactly. It's, it's beyond, even if it it, it doesn't matter, it, he's a threat. But the pro- the problem is, you, you know, you hear all this shit about people who just get pissed and all like trampy and they do shit all the time. Oh, they just do that. You know what I mean? But fucking deal with it because it needs to be dealt with. What are they going to do next? Yeah, it's just going to spiral. But because of this criminal record... He um he struggled to get employment. Surprisingly, <laughs> you know, stabbing a fool is going to have that effect. I potentially, got hours community service. I think I'd have attempted murder like I should have. I know. Can I have the job, please? It's crazy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Then his dad died from cancer, which understandably hit Hobson hard, as mm-hmm. you'd expect. And his drink and drug binges continue to spiral out of control. I mean, you kind of want to cut him a bit of slack there, but maybe not after he stabbed no. the man. But you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a rough time, that sort of shit. It's, he's he's going to fucking escape as much as he can. So you can see he thinks he's down on his luck. He, he can't get a job. You know, the world's after me. But he wasn't helping himself. That was a problem. No. He thought the world was against him. Oh, he, you get people like that, though, don't you? I mean, no matter what's thrown at them, you can give them anything, and they go, oh, the next day they're depressed, crying, going, oh, you know, oh, well, life's been horrible. You know, he's just been given a Ferrari, love. Everybody knows someone that is offered stuff but refuses it and then moans about how bad that their life is because yeah, they yeah. can't afford stuff, even though you've just been offered a fucking job. Yeah, yeah. You just bone idle, you cunt. Yeah. Anyway, in 2003, he met 27-year-old Claire Sanderson. Sanderson. Sanderson, yeah. yeah. If I could speak properly. I'm not even drinking. <laughs> That's probably why. Yeah. Pass me the whiskey. Yeah. Uh, they moved into a flat on Mill- Millfield Drive in Campbellsforth. Mm-hmm. Now, I think he latched onto her... Because it was like a, a lifeline in some respects. You know, he, he was struggling. Might be his chance to get out and be some, normal No, I don't think it was even that. I just think it was somebody that he could sponge dough off and a roof over his head. Right. Because nobody was fucking wanting to. He just tried to... He just stabbed the man. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't no get any work. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Just fucking... Nobody would touch him. Now, unsurprisingly, 
their relationship was not good. She was also a bit of a heavy drinker. Let me guess, though. Was he out drinking every night and then come home and beat her? Yeah, but because she was a boozer, she was going with him. Okay, so, okay. So we're getting double, double so he, drunk. he was getting double angry because he wanted his own time without his missus there. Yeah. And yeah. He, he's, you can see his fist clenching with each pint that he's drinking, getting yeah. stronger and stronger. <laughs> yeah. Popping glasses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think boozing probably counted her judgment as well. Probably. Um, I don't know whether she was an alcoholic. I don't know. It doesn't... It's 27, so... 27 club. She might be just be... Uh, she might just be on it because... You kind of can at that age and yeah, like have not be classed as an alcoholic. But Hobson was a controlling, violent psychopath who seemed to have zero empathy. So like whatever empathy he used to have has faded away. Like that yeah. circuit in his brain got fried. Uh, you know, he was a parasitic, manipulative, intimidating fuckwit, really. he's a, He ruined families and didn't care for his own children. He was completely self-centred, just taking whatever he could from whoever he wanted, whenever he wanted. Mm-hmm. But he thought he was amazing, though. Of course he did, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, mates would say that he, he'd like to start arguments. You know, he'd initiate them. Yeah. He'd get them going. Those arseholes, right? those sort of people. Yeah. You can see him going right. And they say one or two things. Oh, here we go. He's going to fucking kick off in a minute. He's yeah. going to throw a glass at someone or something. Yep. For no reason, because they're talking about fucking ants. Well, that's exactly what they said. Like, he would explode in mad, violent temper. If if somebody argued against he'd bring he'd pick an argument on people, on somebody... And if you didn't argue back, he'd just keep fucking battering you. Until you verbally batter you. Yeah. And, but if you did argue back or put him down or just called him out on his bullshit because he's wrong, because he always is, he'd get fucking mad and okay. explode in like, beatings and stuff like that. One of Claire's friends called Maxine Firth stopped Mark from smacking around the head with a, uh, with like a dumbbell, one of them weights. I mean, he's fucking serious, mate. He pushed her down the stairs at a party in front of everybody. She was standing there chatting. He just went, boom, all the way down the stairs. A fucking prick. Arsehole. Poured bleach over her and dragged her around the street by the hair. What? I know. He ain't been done for shit like that. Clonked on the head with a wine bottle. He didn't give a fuck, mate. He He's openly... a bit of a pussy then, he didn't smash. <laughs> yeah. Clonk. Knock. <laughs> back into it, son. He <laughs> put, put your back into it, son. Yeah, one time in a boozer, he just um, obviously pissed up. Just... Mm smacked us punched a full on in the face and some lad who saw it was like I'm not having that picked up a pool cue and just went dank and just give him a fucking beating too right must have got bad loads probably did but it wasn't bad enough was I no. I seen like to, to make, make him think maybe I shouldn't punch my missus yeah you know what I mean now understandably Claire Sanderson's worried parents could see what was going on and were obviously concerned and they'd asked her to leave him several times but she wasn't having it. She said, I love him when he's sober. He's such a nice guy. You know what I mean? But you hear that so much in like the... Spent, the problem is he spends fucking about probably three hours of that sober and then the rest of it he's fucking pissed. I don't think he was ever actually sober probably once he wasn't. started going boozing. I don't think he was any... There was any point where he was able to drive. I think it was just constant. Sober times when he's a fucking sleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? He's sleeping off. Yeah. But it's really... So it's, it's very sad because with this Claire Sanderson... You, you all want you, I mean, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people listen to this know, know somebody in an abusive relationship that for some reason or another, they just sort of stay with that person and they eventually become isolated from friends and family. And that's when bad shit starts yeah. to... They don't seem to want to walk away ever. You've got to intimidate those cunts, don't you? Mm. you know, you've got to scare them sometimes. You've got to do something which, yeah, is top jumping away. To, and if they keep doing it, that's when you go, fuck, they, you know. 
got to do something. You yeah. really have got to do something. Yeah, because otherwise it's just going to keep happening. If they ain't going to walk away and you can see that the partner's bad, you've got to, you've got to do something because mm. this shit gets fucking... I mean, it's really, well, look, mate, a neighbour called Neil Brooks said they, they'd have blazing rows, like proper screaming, like mm. mad, mad screaming, shit getting smashed up around the house. The kind of shit where you think, oh, should I go around and yeah, make yeah. sure... Everything's all right, yeah, yeah. But then, like, ten minutes later, they'd be totally cool and just, like, walking down the street hand in hand. It's like, what the fuck? Do you know what I mean? Mm. So people thought maybe that's just the way they are. Well... It's still not a good way to be, is it? It still needs sorting if that's happening regularly. And when you consider he's already stabbed the man. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. He's fucking sorting. At this point, when he's rowing with her, he was pissed all the time. Uh, Neighbours said you could hear him slurring his words when he was screaming at Claire... You know, she's trapped. He was a dangerous person, mate, and nobody wanted to deal with him because he portrayed himself as a local hard man, but in reality, he was just picking on weaker people. It's always the way. Yeah, yeah, it always is. The, 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 local hard, the local hard man, in brackets, is the person who picks on the, the, the you know, the smaller, uh, weaker person or, you know, something bad's happened to them and they can't do, you know what I mean? Something, something where they can easily dominate. Just inflating in any situation, they, they that's what they do, and they're just assholes. It's like an insecurity, isn't it? Mm. They're so insecure. I need to be top. I yeah. need to be top. You don't. Mongols. Yeah. <laughs> um, on another occasion, I just I'm going to go through like a, a few things that he did, just so you can get a, a sort of a perspective of how this wasn't out of the blue. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? He uh, he was out in the street once, punching the shit out of Claire. It's just on the fucking road. Yeah, just blatantly drunk. Obviously, uh, the cops were called and they turned up and they found Claire in the street, bloodied and battered, like crying with Hobson, pissed up. And he was screaming at the police going, fucking come on. You know what I mean? Yeah. She chose to not press charges. She could have done something there and then. But yeah. she, I think that's fear, isn't it? What do you yeah. reckon? Yeah, 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 it probably is fear. I mean, it doesn't matter who you are. If that happens to you and you love someone, you know, you shouldn't be... You sh- you should be able to press charge if they're doing that kind of shit regularly. You know what I mean? No matter if you love them or not. You just go, they just keep doing it. Then this needs to stop. And the only way to do it is by pressing charges. It's crazy because he'd stabbed the man, as we said. And now the coppers have turned up. He's been punching the shit out of his girlfriend. They would have. T- they obviously took him down the station because he got a £50 fine for breach of the peace. But they would have looked at his record. And yet... I see that he stabbed someone, yeah. You know what I mean? His nickname for his girlfriend was 8-Ball because of all the bruising on her face. He's a cunt, <laughs> mate. He's, he did get fucked up several times, like that time in the in the pub. There was another time where a dude called Michael Robbins uh, stepped in when he saw Hobson standing on Claire's chest with a knife against her throat in the street, and he what? was like, "I'm not fucking having this." <laughs> Shut up, cat! And uh, he went out and just, um, you know, proper fucking took him on. Good yeah, on yeah. him, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, too right. It needs to be sorted if he's standing on someone's chest with a knife to the fucking throat. Yeah. It's, it's in prison for that shit, you know what I mean? Grabbing around the back of the head, punching her in the face, yeah. you know what I mean? Held a knife against one dude's eye, said, I'm going to fucking poke your eye out. Now, that's a bit more intimidating. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's I mean, it's still that. He just wants to be known as the hard knock. No, you don't want to mess with him. He had someone, someone, you know, knife to someone's eye the other day, and loads of people saw it. I guarantee in that one, there's probably had like four people around him or something. Well, but he's just a dick. It's at that point where I think you need a. Uh, it's time for a, a balaclava visit at night time with cricket bats. And yeah, I'm fucking yeah. serious, man, because yeah, yeah, there's yeah. people out there like that. 
And if anyone does that to people in my family, and they're, they're not going to, you know what I mean? If it's like an abusive relationship, then that's what you've got to do. Yeah, yeah. If, the, if he's tried to stab a man and he's not got sent to he prison. Has, yeah, he has stabbed a man. Yeah, it's not tried to he's kill tried. him. Yeah, yeah. And exactly. he's beating up your sister or something like that. Yeah. You've got to fu- you've got to speak in his language. Yeah, otherwise he'll be an episode. Otherwise, yeah, he could be Simple an episode. Uh, so we take a break, get another drink then. Let's do it. horrible cunt again so what we'll do now is we'll move forward to the evening of the 10th of july 2004 okay and this was the last time that claire was seen alive she was drinking with him in the comus inn now they left the pub and we assume we don't know we assume they went straight back to the flat on millfield drive yeah now the forensics after all this had happened figured out that she was attacked in the living room but was actually killed in the bathroom Okay. And the reason why they, they come to that conclusion is because it was heavily bleached. What the bathroom was? Heavily bleached, Right, yeah. okay. How the attack actually started, we don't know, but Claire was hit over the head 17 times with a claw hammer. Nice. Now, the actual cause of death was strangulation. Uh, so it seems that he possibly went into a psychotic frenzy yeah. after he'd, he'd killed her, you know, smacking her in the, in the head with a hammer. Um, and she was found with a bin bag wrapped around her, like all wrapped, totally wrapped up, and, and another bag tie wrapped around her head. She hadn't been raped, and he hadn't tampered with her body. Okay. So, I mean, we'll, we'll get into more details. The details from this are quite hard to, to, to glean, because he claims, as we'll get into towards the end, that he can't really remember a great deal. So there's you sort of they have to piece it together. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's not like... That's another classic, though, isn't it, for a lot of people who just... Been caught and they just uh, don't want to talk about w- w- how they done it. They just go, let him work it out, fuck it. He's one of those dicks. So after the murder, he went on a drinking binge. I say binge, he just just carried on as normal. Do you know what I mean? So say yeah, that's pretty normal. Isn't it? What 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 would a drinking binge <laughs> be to him? <laughs> oh man, yeah. What's that about? That's just got to be death. That'd by be blues. Like, that just must be like literally not sleeping and just drinking sambuca after every shot. Every shot, have another sambuca. Every shot, have another sambuca. I like it, like doing Oliver Reed and drink a hundred and four pints in forty eight hours. Do you reckon he did? He did. Hundred and four pints in forty eight hours. Mm. <laughs> I don't. I, I, just, I see. I I just think that's one of those legendary myths. He might have, for what I know, but I think you know when they go, that man can eat six breakfasts or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean. One of those. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I reckon that is with Oliver Reeve. I've got a, a book on, on, on Oliver Reeve over there. I know he's a nutter and drunk all the, a lot, but 104 oh, pints mate. in 48 hours. There's, a, there's an episode on him, guaranteed. Yeah, that'd be good, yeah. So you're saying he drank 52 pints a day? Yeah. And uh, that's it. What, did he go to sleep as well? Well, apparently so. Well, you would, you'd would you think he would, Duke. If he's that pissed, he's going to fall asleep. He was a fucking legend, Reed was. I don't reckon he'd done that many. I'll soon find out. Maybe yeah. I'm fucking going to have to do one now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So every single night, the week after he murdered Claire, <clears throat> he was boozing down the pub and bar staff said that he was on it, proper on it. And he was quite detached, apparently, with vacant eyes again. Yeah. And he spent most of his time reading an SAS survival handbook. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> what, what, are you, uh, what are you planning there, you little shit? Yeah. Where's you know? your girlfriend? Oh, yeah. 
What's really <laughs> disturbing is Hobson stayed in the flat with his dead girlfriend for a week. Okay. Her body was at the foot of his bed, just wrapped up in fucking bags, man. And it was partially decomposed when he lured her twin sister into the house. Uh, at work, Hobson had told one of his mates that he'd chosen the wrong twin sister and he should have picked Diana. I mean, that alone, I've chosen. Yeah. What do you mean, you fucking twat? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't be a cunt, mate. You ain't chosen shit. No. You've just been a fucking dick, mate. You're just trying to make it look like you're in charge still. I've yeah. chosen the wrong one, so I'm getting the one that I want. Yeah. You're fucking God or something. Yeah. I like both of them. So in his drink and drug fueled meltdown, he lured Claire's twin sister, Diane, to his flat. Now, Hobson actually told Diane that Claire was ill with glandular fever and okay. she really wanted to see him. That's why she hadn't called because she was ill. Yeah, yeah. Throat's hurting. She can't really talk. Do you want to come around and see her? Obviously. When in reality, she'd been dead for a week. You know what I mean? Mm. Wrapped up in bags at the bottom of the bed. The people down the pub saw him make the phone call. He didn't even try and hide it. Just blatant, yeah. At the bar. Well, he's just bragging, isn't he? You know what I mean? Obviously, concerned about her sister, Diane, Diane went round. Obviously. When she walked in, she would have been instantly aware that something was wrong from the smell alone. Hobson attacked her, stripped her naked, hog-tied her arms and her legs behind her back. He shaved her pubes off, which is a bit odd. He then raped her and tortured her with disposable razors and scissors. What the fuck? He bit off her left nipple, Chikatilo style, and they assume he ate it because it was never found. Right. And he didn't clean his house up. It's a fucking shit tip. Yes. He then hit her over the head with a hammer. Ligature marks were found on her wrists and her ankles, and the cause of death, which is, again, horrifying, was strangulation by rope, even though she'd been attacked with a hammer. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's likely she was alive when he did all that to her. I mean, she would have been, unless she's practicing right. necrophilia as well, which yeah. wouldn't put me put it past him. Yeah. And uh, she had bruising all over her body. Um, and you don't bruise after death. No. Yeah, so we, we don't know how long that ordeal lasted. It's fucking nuts, isn't it? He must have liked it, though. What I mean is he must have liked the first murder. And, and he, he obviously, like you say, his plan was the glandular fever. And he already had that planned. It wasn't like he'd come around to say, oh, do you know what, you know... She's looking pretty ill. She looks that ill. We've had to put her in a bag and put something overhead, another bag overhead. She's just not very well, look. Yeah, and right. she's dead. And you go, oh, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's awful, mate. D- Diane was probably aware of her twin sister's body as well. Right. Because, I mean, she'd been in the house for yeah, a week yeah. at that point. Probably saw her body. Yeah, he might have shown it to her. Now, the uh, the police said that Diane endured a... Well, they said it was a, a very bizarre sexual act. So, I mean, using scissors and fucking... Disposable razors, mm. hog-tied, I don't know. shaving the pubes off. I mean, what is it? Yeah, what? What? Just f- what? Yeah, what? What? Do you, what is the bizarre sexual act with yeah. all that? You know what I mean? That is pretty fucking. Yeah, bizarre. no. What I mean is like no Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, no Saturday night. Now, what I mean is, what did he do? Do you know what I mean? And obviously, you, you can put the pieces together, can't you? But fill in the blank if you wanna. It's one of those, like I always say, but you don't. We do, and you don't. We wanna be a fly on the wall. But you don't. There's a lot of them in there. At yeah, time. yeah. Well, yeah, there would have been, wouldn't there? There was. Maggots flying in people's eyes. and Yep. There was loads in there, mate, yeah. After killing Diane, he washed both of the bodies, Claire and Diane's, and then he put Diane um, in a in like a, another pl- plastic sheet, put it next to Claire's body, but he put her on the bed. Uh, he then went down the pub, spending the money he just stole from the woman he just killed. Sister of mm-hmm. his girlfriend's. 
It's outrageous, isn't it? Yeah. The night he murdered Diane. They... Didn't give a f- didn't anyone like say oh, he's acting more odd than he usually does or anything like that? Do we know? Uh, no, they didn't. She's just gone down and gone. Fuck it, I'm getting pissed again anyway. He's just back, but he's come back in with money. God knows where he's getting from. He's you know he's a dodgy, dodgy person. Mm. But the, the night that Diane was murdered, neighbours reported to the police after the fact that they heard terif- a terrified woman screaming and a man shouting, "I'm not going to kill you." So that was. I mean, they knew that was happening. Yeah. Well, he lied as well. <laughs> Clearly, so. Goddamn liar. Yeah. At this point, it's pretty obvious. The family of the two girls were getting extremely concerned because they couldn't get hold of them. Yeah. So the next day, Diane's boyfriend, Ian Harrison, he turned up at the flat because Diane was going to meet him for a drink down the pub and yep. she just didn't turn up yeah, yeah. and didn't call him. So he was like, oh, that's a bit weird. I'll go around to see Claire, her sister. Yeah, I know that she was going around to see Claire, just going to speak, see if she's there. Yeah. yeah. So obviously he's gone in and um, Hobson answers the door comes into the house. Uh, he'd known Hobson for 18 years, knew he was a bit of a dodgy fucker. Hobson was out of his mind, smashed out of his tree, and he's probably like, shit, shit, fuck, fuck, yeah, make yeah. something up, make something up, because he's like, where's Diane? Mm-hmm. I need to get hold of her. Uh, where's Claire? Uh, he said, um, well, um, actually, um, the twins' dad has, uh, he's a, he's a, uh, he's died of a heart attack, and they're spending time with the family. So, Ian Harrison, he's like, hmm? Yeah, I would have got a phone call, surely, yeah. Surely she would have told me. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know what I mean? He suspected something wasn't right because whilst he's telling him that, the sofa in the front room was covered in blood and the house smelled of decomposing bodies. Mm. Mate, there were flies yeah, buzzing yeah. around. He said there were flies like on the windows. He even asked Hobson what that smell was. So what's that fucking smell? Hobson said, oh, it's a problem with the drains, mate. Hmm. Because you've got right. to remember, yeah, yeah, yeah. Claire's been in there a week in yeah, the yeah, July yeah. Exactly. heat. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Fucking hell. What did he do next then? Well, he left ASAP, Harrison yeah. did, uh, and contacted the family. I don't know whether he got through to them straight away because uh, they didn't come come round to the next day, but he, he found out that uh, Diane and Claire's dad, George Sanderson, was still alive and totally fine. Mm. Now they're getting worried. Yeah, now you go, right, that cunt's done something dodgy. Because they can't cl- contact the girls... And the house smells of death. I think the simple thing is call the police and tell them to go to that address. Well, at this point, Hobson knows he's been rumbled and he decides to run. Because okay. it's just a matter of time. He knows yeah, the yeah. truth. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, he's you can blag people, but you know when you're going to get fucked. Yeah, yeah, you're about to get caught. Yeah, yeah. So not having the means to get very far. I mean, he's on foot. But it makes you think as well, right? Why didn't he do anything to him? Is it because he's bigger and harder and yeah, he knew he would have got took down by him? Of course. So, yeah, it's just a pussy. He tried to sell Diane's car for 400 quid to a bloke down the pub. That's the first thing he did. Fucking dickhead. I know. He then called his mum and told her told her that the, the twins had been involved. He's like, mum, uh, Diane and Claire have been involved in a car crash and they're, they're injured and they're in York. I, I need to borrow your car to get over to York so I can visit them. And she was like, nah, mate. Yeah, we you know you're crazy fucking, pisshead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no way, no fucking way that you're borrowing my car. yeah. I'll drive you there instead. So he, to him, that was fine. Yeah, yeah. And and she did. Cause he's, yeah, because he's, he's getting away, isn't he? Yeah. She doesn't know at this point what's going on. No yeah, one yeah. knows. So they actually dropped him off. She dropped him off at the hospital. When he went in, he went into. He was on CCTV. Going in, yeah, pretending it's, yeah. Covered in, like, mingy-ass clothes. He walked in and just fucking walked around the back. Now, horrifically, the next day at 8 a.m., Ian Harrison and George Sanderson, the girl's dad, returned to the flat to try and have a word with Hobson. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously he wasn't there 
because he was fucking on his little shenanigans up yeah, in yeah, York. Yeah. So yeah, they yeah. booted the front door in and discovered the bodies. Fuck. And when you consider that's their dad, man, yeah, and what he did to them, how they were found, it's awful. It'd be horrific. I don't, I don't even know how how you would feel. Obviously, you'd be devastated, but I, it's one of those things. You can always go, oh, that must have been horrific, but you don't know how bad it is until it actually happens to, or, or happens to you. Obviously, you don't wish it to happen to anyone. Well, it was unbearable. George Sanderson, um, two days after the trial, uh, tried to commit suicide. He only hung on to to, to, to see the uh, this fucking prick get sent down. Mm. Um, his, his relationship with his wife, Jacqueline, I think her name was, um, that tanked. And Ian, Ian Harrison, he was suffering serious psychological problems, mm-hmm. nightmares and therapy, because what they found was horrible, mate. The cops were called. When they turned up at the scene, they found drugs, booze, and just general next-level carnage everywhere, mm-hmm. as well as a, a handwritten note by Hobson that indicated that he had plans to kill more people, which showed clear medi- you know, premeditation. Mm-hmm. It was titled his to-do list on one page. It's a to-do list. You know, if we can put the blind up, you know, if we can put some skirting down where it's been rotted away, milk. kill some people, <laughs> you know what I mean? We're fucking unbelievable. On one page, he wrote to disable all, which is, and then underneath that was a, a list of, of names. Uh, it was George and Jacqueline Sanderson, the twins, mum and dad. Um, disable? Disable all. He just just wanted to kill him he said he was going to on on this note he wrote down he was going to go around their house to borrow a battery charger kill George in the garage and then go into the house and kill Jacqueline wherever she was kitchen wherever what the fuck his ex-wife's parents names were also on that list and next to Diane's name he wrote use and abuse at will now according to what we know he did to that poor woman that's I mean, he really fucking did exactly yeah. what... You can't, you can't even put out the old excuse of, a, um, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. Because he's writing it all down. He knew at the time. He knew at the time because well, he's clearly doing shit. He's clearly writing it down to say, I'm going to do this. It wasn't like he, he'd done that in a rage and then called her and then because it would have all worn off by then, surely. There was also a shopping list. Um, on it was bin bags, mm-hmm. tie wraps, air freshener to help combat the smells and fly spray. Okay, so his kill kit's slightly different. Not much though. He's just like a cleanup he's, kit. He's just he's got a, he's got like a murder kit slash cleanup kit, and yeah. he's got like a, a no, not, not even a cleanup kit. It's more of a a disguise kit of the mur- of the dead bodies. You know, yeah. sprays to try and hide it. Invasion bag. Yeah. Police found Diane upstairs on the bed with a plastic bag tied wrapped round her head. She was wrapped up in clear plastic sheet, totally naked. She could have been there for dismembering purposes or maybe just to contain fluids and mess, which obviously he's been dealing with after for a week after he killed Claire because that's going to happen. I've got to be honest, I don't think he would have um, done it to contain the mess because mm. by the sign of him, he, he, he was pushed to... Well, I want to say he was pushed to the limit, I mean, in his brain, clearly because he was just going to kill anyone, everyone apparently on that list anyway. So I think it, he wouldn't have given a fuck if it was in the front room, you know, up a wall or whatever. I don't I don't think that's for that. It probably is to, to move the body somewhere easier. That's what they did say as well, yeah. It could have been just so that arms and legs aren't falling over yeah, yeah. and he's not having to carry it, be in physical contact with a, with a dead person, essentially. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. 
Claire is found at the foot of the bed, also, with, like we said, with a, with a bag tie wrapped around the head, wrapped in black bin liners. The police found blood splatters in the living room and chunks knocked out of the wall where he'd been swinging with a hammer and okay. missed. And, that's, yeah, yeah. And, and the living room was completely wrecked, which is why Ian Harrison, when he went round, thought something was fucking up. Yeah, yeah. Because he's smashed up to fuck. It's like a violent struggle, of t- you know, everything, chairs, mm-hmm. just wrecked, mate. Um, and the sofa bed covered in blood. And that's how they know that the attack started downstairs yeah, yeah. And, and, and like was actually, they were finished off upstairs. Yeah. Um, they looked through his phone records and found that Hobson had been calling sex lines, straight and homosexual. <clears throat> now, they think he's possibly doing that to lure more people to the flat. I don't know. Mm, yeah, maybe. But it's, it's it sounds like he was uh, calculating it all. So, But I would have thought that would have been on his list, you know, yeah. call this line or whatever to try yeah. and... I mean, but maybe not. I don't know. So whilst all this is going down, Hobson's on the run. As the police are checking out the crime scene on Millfield Drive, Hobson breaks into a house 20 miles away in Huntington. Apparently, he was just looking for money or somewhere to hide. He took the window seal out of like this of the window, but mm. then just smashed the window through. I think he was trying to get in like as clean as he could, and then just went fuck it. Yeah, just put his head through the window, tipped a bin <clears throat> contents of the bin on the floor. And then just ran off. Luckily, the owners weren't in. And later that same day, Hobson breaks into another house about three or four miles up the road in Strenstall. Now, this was the home of James and Joan Britton. They were a housebound elderly couple. They were 80 and 81 years old. And they did not stand a fucking chance. No. Both very frail, needing help to walk. James was using a walking stick. And Joan was um, was reliant on a Zimmer frame. Mm-hmm. What a fucking animal. Yeah. You know where this is going. Yeah, yeah. He's a cock. It's not totally clear whether they disturbed him in the act or whether he lashed out after finding nothing. James Britton was deaf, suffering from Parkinson's disease, and he was found dead in the living room after being viciously beaten with his own walking stick. Right. As he lay on the floor, alive still, just being clubbed, Hobson stabbed him in the back with a knife stolen from that previous house. Okay. Joan Britton, who had poor eyesight, she was making hot chocolate in the kitchen, mm-hmm. like an afternoon treat or some shit. She may have attempted to defend her husband. It's not clear. Mm-hmm. Either way, she ain't got a chance, man. No, no. I mean, a doctor said she was only seven and a half stone. Yeah, so she, yeah. She just fucking pushed her yeah. over. Her body was found in the hall just outside the living room. Joan had been, again, savagely attacked, beaten with her husband's walking stick, and she had a, st- a single stab wound to her back. Mm. Hobson stabbed her so hard with so much force that the knife went completely through her and went and hit the floor underneath and snapped and they found the handle of the knife next to her body what the fuck they'd been married 61 years cunt do you know what I mean unbelievable isn't it it is it's just like what 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 can you do you can't do anything about it and it's just like what are you doing mate Cops found shoeboxes in the cupboard opened and drawers flung around. So he was obviously looking for valuables. His fingerprints were everywhere. So mm-hmm. he, they knew it was Think in that, that house. Yeah, yeah. They knew it was in the previous house. And his fingerprints all over the, you know, the girls or whatever. Mm-hmm. They know they where... It, I mean, what the fuck goes through someone's mind to do that he shit? He would have picked that house as well. He would have known, known that was an old person's house. Because usually you can tell, can't you? You know what I mean? Yeah. So he would have known and gone, oh, this would be an easy one. There was no need to kill them. No. He, he could have. He could have just gone in. And even if they saw him, he could have gone. Fucking sit down. Just push him over. If you, you yeah, know, I'm not saying do that, but he, they pose yeah, no yeah. threat. They, yeah, they cause no no threat at all. 
except for the only thing they could do is is identify him. But at the end of the day, if he's just walking in and he's got handprints everywhere anyway, it doesn't sound like he's too bothered. So the police got the call about the Britain's murder as they were beginning the search of the flat where the twins' bodies had just been found mm-hmm. that very same day. And they were like, what the fuck? Another double murder. Yeah, yeah. So they had to li- they linked the cases. I mean, you'd be foolish not to. Yeah. Murders weren't common around that area. And uh, now there's two double murders. Yeah. So they All had of to a sudden, them. yeah. There was no pattern, but they suspected because the first murder could have been domestic because that was his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. The second was had a, a sexual sort of aspect to it. And the third and the fourth were more opportunistic. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. there was no need for it. Either way, it was dangerous as fuck. Yeah. Immediately, the public was notified and Hobson's face was put on blast on TV everywhere. They yeah. appealed for him directly to come forward and the public was told not to approach him under any circumstances. All news channels in the UK carried the story. His his um his ex wife appealed for him to give himself up, mm-hmm. and she was put under twenty four hour protection until he was caught because her parents were on the list. Yeah, man. Yeah, which yeah. most likely means she might be on the list as well. Though. Yeah, don't yeah. know what he's gonna do. Claire and Diane's mother appealed in tears on TV, as did the daughter of James and Joan Britton, and for the period of time that he was on the run, he was the most wanted man in Britain. Now, during the hunt, 300 officers searched, which doesn't sound a lot to me. No. You'd think there'd be a hell of a lot more. Mm, definitely. 12 police forces were involved, and around two, there were about 2,000 reported sightings of him came, ring, came bring, ringing into the police. Um, but even then, the police were like, they were at a loss. Mm-hmm. It just seemed to have vanished. I mean, you're going to get sightings, aren't you? Do we? Yeah, of course you are, yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean it's him. You can't be sure. Everyone's on edge, so they're going to be like... I mean, especially if it's in your area, you're going to be looking out for that person. But you could see someone cross the road and you think, oh, you know, same height, same colour, hair. You might go, that could be him. I better call the police. Yeah. He kept his head down for eight days until Mm -hmm. hunger and addiction forced him out of hiding. And he was found on the 25th of July, 10 miles from where he killed the Britons, after spending six days sleeping in a ditch under a hedge just off the A19 near, near a petrol station. Now, the garage owner, Derek North, recognised Hobson as he tried to buy some cigarette papers mm-hmm. and some water. And also the owner of the shop next door, he spotted him. His name was Robin Wilson. He said, I saw this scruff- scruffy guy going into the North's garage. When he came out, it was only a few feet away from him. So he'd, he's gone over to stand by the door to fucking get a good close-up yeah, look yeah, at him. Yeah. He said he was looking down, didn't want eye contact. He was scruffy, had dirty jeans on and was not off this planet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now, Hobson knew he'd been seen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and ran. Okay. He just thought, fuck it, they've seen me now. Because he, he literally has been in a bush, moving not, yeah, probably at night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? He crawled through a gap between a thorn bush and a, skept- and a septic tank behind the, the shop, and then he ran into a cornfield, and he just fucking apparently just sat down in, this, in the fucking field, like below the line of the... Uh, you know, of the corn, yeah. see, like, like, they can't movie. see me. You yeah. know, it's nuts in it. And the police were called. They, they arrived fast as shit, as yeah, you'd yeah. expect. Armed to the teeth. They had the dogs with them, which they uh, were going to sniff yeah. him out. Well, he's fucked now. Oh, he knew he was fucked. Yeah, yeah. He's even more fucked, though. You know what I mean? The yeah. dogs are there. They're just going to go, right, you say? He went quietly. Yeah. As soon as the police turned up, he of told he did, because he's a fucking puss. Yeah, he is, man. That's exactly. He didn't even... He just went, I'm Mark Hobson, whatever. Went just totally went quietly, totally submitted, but they tasered the fuck out of him anyway. Good, good. 
The reason why they did is because apparently he was carrying a knife. That's fair enough. <laughs> knife or no Not knife. Not because he's a cunt. Yeah. He was getting a fucking paste in anyway. Yeah, yeah. You, you might accidentally slip your foot in, a, you know, in the face a few times. You know what I mean? That's, that's what I'd do. I think he put up a struggle. Yeah. He fell over, officer. Several times on my foot. <laughs> it's mad because there's photos of him being dragged out of the field. And if you look, you can see like he's wearing, like I think it's like a yellow top and it's covered in blood from the, the Britain's murders. After the arrest, he was taken to hospital because he sustained what police described as abdominal injuries. Ah, <laughs> like it. Good, yeah. good. Yeah, you fell over, mate. Several times. Fucking him a kicking. Fair play yeah. to you, lads. Oh, and dehydration. He was just, you know, he was really thirsty, apparently. Yeah. After coming out of the hospital um, at the police station, he told them, told them about Claire's murder in interviews. He said he came to in the bathroom with a hammer in his hand and Claire was dead on the floor. Bollocks. He, <laughs> he also says he couldn't remember killing any of the, any of the, the, the people, the twins, the vague glimpses of memory. Bollocks. He also had ze- zero memory, he claims, of the... Um, Bollocks. Yeah, of the Britons. Bollocks. Now the police and people that are looking at him, in whatever a psychologist said that he appeared to be suffering from some form of amnesia. Bollocks! You don't buy it then. Bollocks! <laughs> I'd have been doing that in the interview if I was a policeman. You know what I mean? We got uh, we got Mark here, and we're going to uh, press record, and he'd be like, go for it. And then every time he says that, I'd be like, bollocks, 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 bollocks. I wouldn't be very good at interviews because I'd probably just intimidate him. Yeah, but you can't do anything because he's be at his throat. Yeah, going you fucking prick. <laughs> <laughs> Get him off me. Yeah, do you want to see your hammer? <laughs> I believe him. You believe him. I believe him. And um, we'll get through why in a, in a minute. He's writing shit down, mate. He's planning. Yeah, it. he planned it, but I, he has no recollection of it. Ah, bollocks. He he did plan it. He admitted to everything. He didn't deny anything. He went, yeah, yeah, I did it, but I don't remember it. I mean, there was over- overwhelming evidence. Mm. I mean, he had a, the, like you say the note. In his handwriting, two bodies in his flat of his girlfriend and a girlfriend's sister. He had fingerprints fucking everywhere. Fingerprints in the burgled house. Fingerprints in the Britain's house. He was he was fucked, man. Mm-hmm. There was no way he could get. Apparently, in police interviews, he was he was like properly shaking, like um, pussy, like like comedy. I'm gonna spill my drink, shaking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Could have been with cold turkey, mate. Maybe could have been. In 2005, whilst awaiting trial, he was placed in solitary confinement for three months for attacking Ian Huntley, the double child killer. Oh, did he have a go at him, did he? Yeah, everyone has a go at him, do not they? Yeah. He chucked, no, that's okay, I suppose. He chucked boiling water over him. All right, cool. Well, what are these people doing unsupervised with fucking jugs of boiling water? Yeah, yeah. Where, where'd they get them from, for a start? They've got uh, their own kettle, then, in there, I'm well, guessing. Well, they'd make them work in the kitchens. I've worked in or prisons. Did it, or did I have a cup of tea, and, and then we just go, fucking have that over them at the dinner time, or whatever. Do you know what I mean? It's fucking, it's rotten, mate, because Huntley tried to claim £15,000 for that attack. He also tried to claim 20 grand for another previous attack, which I'm sure we fucking mentioned in one of the episodes. So when he got razor bladed up, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's he's also trying to sue the the prison services for £100,000 because they weren't protecting him. The fuck, man? You killed two kids. It's all right. Do you know what I would have gone? I'd go, right, you're going to drop this case because we are going to be unprotecting you with a lot of big people in this room in a bit. Yeah, do you know what, And you're going to die straight away. (laughs) He was getting death threats from other prisoners. They were like, oh, if you get that money, mate, you want to watch your fucking back. Yeah, too right, too right. That's what I would have said if I was the um, head of police. I would have definitely just gone, you can try that, mate. If I were you, I'd suggest you drop it now because otherwise we will unprotect you more in a room, funny enough, with some of the people who want you dead. And then, uh, you know, if you die, we'll turn a blind eye. Stuff it. 
I tried to look to see if, if he was successful in his claims. Mm-hmm. And I looked for like 10 minutes. He can't off. And I, I mean, I couldn't he find it off. unless it's, it's still going through. Someone can be bothered. Have a he, look. Can't, he can't. Surely not. It'd be outrageous. Double child murderer. Nah. It's possible that Hobson did this to make himself look good. Of course he did, yeah. Do you know what I mean? He's been a pussy all the way through the police park because they were higher than him. And as soon as they're out the way and he's in prison, he wants to look big again. Make the jury look on him favourably. Yeah. God, he attacked that child murder. We can't be that well, bad. The well, fuck are you talking yeah, about? Yeah. I don't think that was in his mind. I think it was a case. Of, look, look at the, the other big boys in the place. I'm bigger than them. But, you know what I mean? But when the police there, he would go, yes, sir, yes, sir. And like the ones who actually do kill people in prison, who would just go, fuck you, I'm just doing this. Sit yeah. down. Yeah. You know what I mean? His, uh, his trial was held just under a year later. Uh, in April 2005, and he was sentenced on the 27th of May 2005, obviously guilty. Mm-hmm. Uh, the judge sent him to a full-life tariff to be served in Wakefield Prison, so that means he's never, he's getting never out, getting out. Good. He admitted his crimes at the first available opportunity to try and get leniency, mm-hmm. and I don't think it works like that. No, mate. it doesn't <laughs> I mean. work like that. You might get away, you might get away if you rob something from a shop and you do that. <laughs> you know what I mean but not not when you do four murders that's why I think I think he do, I don't think he re, he remembers it I think he might be telling the truth no he remembers because he was off his fucking head and it clearly doesn't agree with his system doing what he did he, I don't know whether he did remember it he done it he planned it and he done it that's all that that's all that matters in my head he even writ it down before it happened clearly so yeah, in my mind, you know, he writ it down, he planned it, and that he may not, like you say, he may not have known what he, when he was going to do it, but he clearly did because he called his uh, his girlfriend's sister round, so he planned to do it that that time. It wasn't like he was going to go, yeah, she's got glandular fever. Look, she's dead in a bag. He's yeah. cl- he's clearly was going to kill her that night. He, he knew exactly what he was doing. He, that was premeditated, but whether he remembered. I mean, the that's the thing. Of, it. of course, he, he did. was definitely premeditated. Well, I'm not questioning that. Yeah, but, but you're I'm, thinking of the, the act of when he it happens. He may be telling the truth. Nah, I, I think. Well, he might have got carried away, but like you know, what I mean, there might be some bits he can't remember it. As in, like I don't know, um, I don't know, stuck a stru- screwdriver in her or something. Even <laughs> though he didn't, I'm just saying this. You know he what I mean? I'm took it out and threw it aside, and then picked him a knife and carried on, and not realise. But he, to me, premeditated it all. As in, like, he was going to do it, and he did do it. So it doesn't matter what he done or what he can or can't remember. He done it. Well, they asked him, they said, what were your motives for doing this? And he went, I, I don't remember doing it. I can't give you a motive because I don't remember it. Pissed. So Pissed up ne- and angry as always. Never given a motive. He only ever fucking, you know what I mean? He was... No, he's just a complete and utter arsehole. Mad, isn't it? Because yeah. it does seem to be, um, I mean, whether he, I mean, he must have had mental issues, obviously, but the drink and the drugs was de- definitely definitely fucking sort of possessed him to a certain degree and it made yeah. him into, it's like Den, it's like Den, Jermaine Dennehy mm-hmm. do you know what I mean yeah it, it pushed him obviously because that's I imagine it changes everything doesn't it you know what I mean so but like he still planned it and he still done it doesn't matter what state you're in yeah you're in self for life you dick oh you you know you, he what, I don't know what do you call it when you're not um, it's like a locked in syndrome I know that means you do fuck all and you're like that if you can call something like that where you're not being yourself, like schizophrenic, mm. you go, well, you're schizophrenic and you planned it still and you've done it. Yeah. Tough shit. Tough shit, mate, yeah. Tough shit, you planned it, you wrote it down, you've done it, doesn't matter what state your mind's in, you've still done it. Oh, yeah, that's the that's the fucking, that's exactly the same perspective that the law had. Yeah, I, I, I could, don't give I a could, fuck, mate. I could write it down and kill everyone and go, he seems all right. Or could, I could be like the person in the corner going, biscuit, 
Yeah. And they go, he wrote it down <laughs> and done it. And they go, well, yeah, he's mental. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. Both, both the person who's all right and the person who's mental, if they've both done the same crime, they deserve the same time. And you can you can understand that that should be the uh, that's it that should be the logo <laughs> for the police yeah, over the door of the courtroom yeah, yeah it used to be long yeah so you can see why the uh, the families were f- fucking livid like course, beyond yeah. belief when when they found out that he stabbed the man yeah as well and they didn't even know that so yeah no, he hadn't got a fucking clue yeah they were just yeah they would have been like why didn't anyone sort this out before shocking in it a hundred hundred hours community service for attempted murder for attempted murder. And he was out. He was. It didn't even get locked. Ridiculous. Up, so that's old Hobbo. That's Hobson. Another one bites the dust. Hobson, cunt. Yeah, man. Murder. That's a murder for March. Done. The next one will probably be April. End of April. One yeah. a month, I reckon. Could we do like um, an Easter murder? Yeah. What murder do you want to do in Easter? Well, when is Easter? Sunday. <laughs> this one coming up. <laughs> no, I don't know. It's just a Sunday. Well, why does it keep changing? And I thought it was the day that God died, or Jesus died. So yeah, but it keeps it, changing every day. I don't know. No, wasn't it? Well, that's a good point, actually. It would be the same. Yeah. He, he was, I thought, wasn't he? I don't even know. I'm not religious. Wasn't it the, meant to be the resurrection of him, like five days or two weeks after he come back? Yeah, it doesn't matter. It'd still be the same day. <laughs> yeah, that's what you think. Yeah. I don't know. Let's have a look. Easter, what does it say? Easter. What it? Let's have a look. Basically, oh. Easter, in my mind, is basically uh, a person's done a magic trick. If it was true, <laughs> yeah, basically the David, David Blaine, Blaine. <laughs> and everyone's gone, wow, I'm blowing the mind. Yeah, it's a res- it's a resurrection of Jesus from so the dead. So it'll be the same day every. every it'll be yeah. the same day every year still because it's he it, didn't resurrect every every you know every year two days before five days before you know what I mean or whatever after sorry I should say not before because well, that'd it, be incredible. It's it's April the twenty first. Uh, this is Sunday two thousand and maybe you could do one on Jesus. Last year it was the first of April. The fuck's going on, old Jeezy boy? Yeah, let us know. I'm smelling a, uh, a distinct smell of bullshit <laughs> in the air. It was on, it was on the 16th of April in 2017. Yeah, the fuck? It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's just mental. Nah, it's a it's a celebration when that bunny comes around and leaves eggs. That's all it is. Yeah, just uh, the chocolate people and the card people get happy. Yeah, yeah, it's an industry, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's all it's about, isn't it? Really? Yeah, man. So there you go. Should we wrap up? Yeah, man. Okay, get us if you want to get us. Yeah, get us uh, on Google, just type us in. I know I say this all the time, but you get the gist, basically. Type us in, top of the Google search, and it'll prop up with all our <laughs> shit. There you go. And you're about to click on us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. That's uh, it. Basically, at Robots Rights Podcast ab- across the board. You can figure that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you're pretty well versed with the way the internet works now. Yeah. I'm so not. Y- no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> See you all next week, then. Have a good one, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>